Hey, I'm Serge. And I'm Peter. And you're listening to Future Break. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Break podcast, part of the Podglomerate Network. And this is the podcast where we talk about emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. And today, we are talking about Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Must Mars. we go there today? Must we go there today? We will go there. Yes, we will. Elon Musk, Mars, and the Moon. Yeah, because it's it's been a while since we've been to the moon. So yeah, I mean we we only talk about Elon Musk every episode that we have. So we might as well dedicate Just a whole one to pay, to, to pay homage to where it, yeah. where it is deserved. No, it's 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 uh so uh, I think over the weekend or a couple days ago. There was a conference, a uh, space conference in Australia. Fun fact, Peter. Australia is starting its own space agency. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Like its own NASA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be the size of NASA, but... Right. Okay. Um, that's a, it's an awesome fact. So, we're, we're excited to have more and more players in the, in the space field, so... Um, but yeah, he was there and he was talking about some plans for the future. And uh, Slightly. We, had a, we had a phone call yesterday and I think you were just, uh, you were at a loss for words. I, I was say. at a loss for words. Yeah. Because there's so many things that it brings up to, into my mind about the future. Yeah. Um, especially space travel. Oh, or yeah. Just honestly, let's just say travel, period. Yeah. Yeah. So, well... We'll get into that here. Um, how's everything else going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Cool. Yourself? Yeah. Good. It's that time of the year where, you know, it's it's getting cold and it's hey. getting kind of, <laughs> we have to wear sweaters and stuff. In, in the Midwest, the leaves are beginning to change. <laughs> yes. They're beginning to fall, which brings yeah. on wonderful feelings of drinking hot cocoa and the pain of raking leaves. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, let's get started with the future newsflash. All right. All right, we're going to do some follow-ups today uh, from last episode. So Equifax, their CEO, air quotes, retires after the massive data breach that was had. Uh, again, just uh, just one of those <laughs> things that just keeps getting added to the story. Um, a lot of the executives have also retired from that, so well, we'll see. If it'll probably be a new company here in the end, right? Yeah. Oh. All right. Next up, Twitter doubles the length of tweets to 280 characters. Something near and dear to my heart of the marketing world, but quite frankly, this is a change in a company that hasn't happened since. Pretty much day one. I wonder what that really means. I wonder what if people are going to be using that or, I mean, right. we'll see. One of the reasons why we bring this up is because Twitter is a company right now that is struggling to figure out what in the world they should be doing yes. moving forward. So they're just trying different things. We'll see if they can kind of, I want to say, come back from the brink. They're probably not going to go into business, but who knows? We'll see. Agreed. Yeah. Up next, all... Three billion Yahoo <laughs> accounts were hacked. So in 2013, there was a massive hack. They said, "Oh, only only a billion accounts were hacked." Scratch that. 
3 billion accounts were hacked. You know what happened, Peter? Somebody logged into my fantasy football and set up the worst <laughs> losing streak that I've ever had. It wasn't you? I've lost four games in a row. Okay. So I blame that. Hacked. Totally blame that. Um, again, this is Verizon owns Yahoo now. So this is going to be more fallout that we hear about about Yahoo. So change your passwords, everyone. Verizon probably thinks, oh, why? I've made right. a huge mistake. Made a huge mistake. All right. Well, Microsoft and Facebook kind of partnered together, and they just laid a 160 terabyte per second cable across the ocean. Okay. Wow. <laughs> 4,100 miles of cable across the Atlantic Ocean. It's again been contained, I think, in sometimes copper settings. It's still kind of a little confusing to me how they did this, to be honest. But they have huge ships, Peter. Yeah, and then they just made up of eight pairs. Like, just make one wonder. Like, what if it breaks somewhere? Like, what what happens? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. But uh, no, it's it's just incredible, and it lays on the ocean floor. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, that's that's the future uh, news news flash here. We'll be keeping our ears and, and eyes open for the next thing that we'll talk about. Um, so before we kick off and, and go into our uh, episode, I know you're kind of a health nut, aren't you, Peter? Yeah, kind of, right? Uh, every time we every time we record the podcast, you're, you've you're... got a a huge thing of what is it today? It is a uh, it is a spinach and blueberry smoothie. Yeah. So, and it is consistent. Yes, I know it's it's actually <laughs> probably even slightly annoying. And quite frankly, my wife would say completely gross. So, well, you know, there's uh, there's other ways to get vitamins too. Is is there? There is. Um, and we are actually very happy to partner up with uh, a great company that. Uh, will help out and basically take care of all of your vitamin needs. Um, the company is called Take Care Of, and uh, you can go to takecareof.com. So uh, takecareof.com. And from there, this is the beautiful part. I love this because we don't have time to go to the store. We don't have time to you know, look at uh, different vitamins and things like that. Here, you can take a little test. You can take a little quiz. And they'll tell you exactly what type of vitamins you should get. Absolutely, it's personalized. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, you're right. I took the I took the survey myself. I was incredibly impressed because it's not only based off of, um, but basically, I kind of ask you what is what are your goals? What do you want? Whether it's improved digestion, brain function, cognitive yeah. ability, energy. Uh, your immune system. There's a whole gambit there that you can choose from, and you can choose more than one. And then, based on your kind of some of your activity, other your lifestyle, or how you how you live live life, and things like that, it you get a customized result. Yeah, pretty sweet, isn't it? It is incredibly, yeah, incredibly sweet, and it is extremely cheap, in my opinion, to be honest. Right. Um, you are at the end of the at the end of the month, or at the beginning of the month, or whenever you order, you will get a monthly package of individual daily packs of whatever you've ordered. That's my favorite. That's my favorite part. So you don't have to 
Well, I'm not saying a spinach smoothie is a bad thing, but let's be honest. It takes me a little while to do this. So, at the very least, if I'm in a rush, I can just take a pack with me on the go. There you go. And if you use the code FUTURE on checkout, you'll actually get 50% off your first month's order. So, there you go. Win-win. Right. And maybe you can join me in taking Rodelio. Rodelia. <laughs> Once again... This is why I love Take Care of, because I don't understand how to pronounce it completely, but they give me the background information Exactly. On it. Yep. So, so it's, a, it's a new kind of a vitamin company, and we are, we're ha- happy and proud to, uh, to be sponsored by them. So Absolutely. go to TakeCareOf.com and, and uh, find your next vitamin order. All right. Well, let's talk about Elon Musk. I want to start off with the with this, the elephant in the room. No, I don't with know. this with this headline from yeah. from Fortune, which is just just brilliant because this is I mean this is literally what he wants to do. But again, if you read it in this context, you're like, uh, okay, okay, Elon. All right, Elon Musk's ludicrous new idea: launching ICBMs full of people. So for for those of you that don't don't know what an ICBM is, it's an intercontinental ballistic missile. Yep. That's what we call our huge rockets that can fly to, you know, anywhere in the world and 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 hit that target. So and it has of course a mili- <clears throat> excuse me, a military connotation typically associated with it. Yeah. In our world. So now he wants to put people on there, which is awesome. <laughs> You're ha- uh, you're hesitating. Here. I just think to myself. I'm just trying to imagine. Okay, because I'm a huge fan of Elon. I'm gonna be clear of that. I'm just only t- play devil's advocate for a while. There's somebody who's being like, you know what? Who's gonna go down to Elon and be like, you know what, buddy? It's a, it's been a good ride. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a good. You could say run, but you made the Tesla, so it's been a good ride. Um, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll take it from here. Okay. No, I, uh, I, this, well, he did a presentation. Yep. Which was basically a three to four times long TED talk of SpaceX. And it was incredibly amazing to think about the potential of travel to other places, period. Yeah. More yeah. specifically, obviously, in his world, he wanted to... I mean, in his mind, it's 2017, we should have a moon base. Right. I agree. I agree with that. You, you do? Yeah. I mean, we're discovering amazing things. We're, you know... Right. We're like, I, I think, at the verge of some huge medical breakthroughs with CRISPR. Um, You know, we are... keep We keep pushing the boundaries of stuff like we you know with look at our yeah i don't know internet speeds uh look at the tech that we're using on online we keep pushing the boundaries of that and even with space stuff we're we're always developing new crafts um but it seems like we've we've kind of put the pause button on any you know specific uh investment into like having a a, a a moon base for example right right because that was a huge that was a huge part of our economy many years ago wasn't it 
I mean, back in the 60s, 70s. Oh. That was a huge, like that, yeah. that was, I mean, that was exciting. You, you're watching the, the TV and here you go. Here's astronauts on a spacewalk and moonwalk and all that stuff. That was huge. It was. And but so. Times have changed. Times have changed. Yeah. We've scaled back. We have definitely scaled it's back. It's time to go back. It's time to go back. You know, I don't know. So, Okay. Let, well, this, let's, is, let's, this is the big announcement. This is the big announcement. It's from SpaceX. Elon Musk's SpaceX company. Yeah. Founded in 2002. Yes. I remember, a couple. I think it was last year, last year or a little bit further, uh, or a little bit more be, before that, Elon Musk announced like this uh, crude dragon. So dragon is the spacecraft that they use. So that's like the top part of the rocket where they... Where they get, uh, you know, they add, they load all the material and all that stuff in there. So they announced, we're going to build this crude version of the Dragon. Um, and it's going to have, uh, I think, a seat up to seven people. And then slightly after that announcement, or I believe in the same one, they talked about uh, what they called the Red Dragon, which was a Mars-specific, is a, is a spacecraft designed to take you to Mars, basically. Right. Yep. Hence the name Red Red Dragon, yeah. So so cool. So we have the Dragon, we have the Crew Dragon, and then we have the Red Dragon. I think somebody came, came back to the board and said, guys, this is crazy. We're developing three different but very similar but different spacecrafts. Yeah. Right. Let's just make one. <laughs> and so that's what, that's what he announced. Uh, they're calling it internally the BFR. I think it stands for Big Frickin' Rocket. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is huge. Yeah. Uh, you could insert your own word in there. Yeah, uh, it's, you go ahead. It's either Big Frickin' Rocket or Big Falcon Rocket or something like that. I think it's, it's just kind of a a fun name for them. But essentially what, what he said and, and what Tesla, or not Tesla, what SpaceX wants to do is let's build one rocket one vehicle that can actually do everything that we want to do. Uh, want to go to the moon? Okay. This this vehicle and this rocket will cap be capable of that. We want to go to the space station. It can do that too. It can dock with the space station. Yeah. And finally, and most importantly, I think, do you want to go to Mars? This vehicle on this rocket will get you to Mars. So that's the big, huge announcement. So... We will go to the Mars and the moon. Yeah. And here's the deal. We have we have talked about it in past episodes. We have, uh, and maybe you have, seen headlines talking about going to Mars. Obviously, the, uh, my goodness, what was that? There was a movie not too long ago. Was it the past two years? About a guy who landed on the moon. Oh, yeah, The Martian. The Martian. I love that. That's, that's a great movie and great book. Highly recommend it. Um, and so there's you know, been talk and thought about that. <clears throat> here's, where, here's where it started to become a little bit real. Uh, that presentation, you know, walked you through all these different things. And 
just talking about the rocket system. So we we know we went to, for example, the moon. We came back and, you know, thankfully they made re-entry and everything like that. And they landed and you can go to the Smithsonian and check that stuff out mm-hmm. and touch the moon rock. Um, But, like I said, we haven't been back. It seems incredibly expensive. I mean, keep in mind, back in the 60s, we spent all this money to go there once, kind of. Yeah. Uh, And Elon, excuse me, is working to create a way that that is really like a renewable rocket in a way. That's the best way I can say it. Like renewable fuel, it just keeps being used. Yeah, yeah. It's the same concept of being able to use this rocket over and over again. So they have been perfecting the launching and landing of rockets. So in other words, they don't get destroyed. Yeah, because traditionally what happens is you launch a rocket and then the booster separates from the payload and then it just falls into the ocean, right? Right. Or burns up in the atmosphere. Burns in the atmosphere. Which is a, a massive waste of money. That's what it, Elon talks about it all the time. He's like, you know, you wouldn't imagine having to uh, build a... 747 every time you you take a trip right you just throw it away <laughs> that's that's crazy right so for the most part these these new spaceships will be able to be reused over and over again um i guess there's some details i in the nerdiness of it all i realized and he explained that there will be some heat shield stuff that they'll have to probably replace every now and then type thing but but otherwise it, it's a turnkey system, right? Basically. Huh? It's a turnkey system. Yeah, it's a turnkey system. Yeah. And probably even before this rocket ever gets built, just it's important to note that we can shoot a rocket off and land it and reuse it again. And if you've ever seen um like a tripod for a stand, it's got three legs on it. Think of the rocket that way, where there's a rocket that's got kind of this tripod effect at the bottom. So what happens is the rocket comes down to land and those legs come out and they land on those legs. Well, Elon is stating that we've perfected that system so much that you won't even need the legs anymore. <laughs> it's just, it's it's like landing this incredibly tall cylinder. Yeah. Uh, which honestly is my, it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense completely. It actually feels a little bit slightly unsafe, but Slightly. I mean, if if we see these tests over and over again and proved, proved, it's like, okay, well, I can't deny it. It's working. Um, not to mention, uh, these rockets have multiple engines. So if one fails, honestly, it, it sounds like you will be able to land it with just one engine, even though there's two or three right. or four in it. So it's 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 amazing. It's like, oh, my goodness, the barriers are coming down. Everything is coming down. And then he says... When when do we want to have this big freaking rocket ready to go? <laughs> um, he's like, we plan on having it ready uh, by 2020, 2022. Mm-hmm. 2022. I was telling, I was telling Serge, do you realize? Our, well, Ben was Ben would probably still be a part of this too, right? Yeah. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. Our kids are going to, by the time they graduate, there'll be somebody on the moon or 
on Mars. Or both. Or both. Yeah. That's see that's that's exciting. I remember seeing photos of of uh, kids getting pulled out of uh, school to watch the first like you know space in the sixties back in the sixties you know you'd see that yeah this might happen again with with us going you know can you imagine being the first person to step on Mars I I, I don't even know um <laughs> you. You know, we 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 we've studied Mars. We've done so much stuff on Mars, and and uh, we've sent rovers up there, tons right. of rovers up there, right? The land, yeah, the land rover, right? That's what it was the Mars rover. Uh, the Mars rover, yeah, yeah. Yep. There's a bunch of them. Discover uh, Discovery rover. Yep. And now you actually get to plant your feet in the ground and walk around. Like that's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. I don't know. Keep in mind, if you go to Mars, you can only go to Mars every two years. Yeah. Yep. At least with the current system. So. Well, and I think that's, and unless we invent like a hyperdrive that's, you know, almost the speed of light, I don't think we'll be going anytime sooner. It's just because the way that the the position of Earth and Mars, we have to calculate it. We have to really prepare for that um, that Mars landing. So. I think what they're going to do, and it sounds like they're going to send out a ton of like a mission or a couple missions that will send out supplies. So this this rocket will technically land and like hibernate for two years until the next mission. So that when humans come, when humans land on Mars, they already have not only the supplies they brought with them, but then this whole uh, BFR rocket that actually has a ton of supplies in there as well from a previous mission which is oh, so, which is a good no, setup I for really, okay i knew you said like the first one is going to be a, a like a package yeah yeah but i didn't realize nobody was going to be on that i don't i don't think so wow well, that's weird but kind of cool yeah i mean it's it's a uh, because we've okay the 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 drones that we sent up there, they all kind of, you know, they they parachute in. They basically uh, separate from their from their vehicle, and then they parachute in, and they kind of land on the ground that way. But this would be an actual like, like a SpaceX landing on the on the surface of Mars somewhere. And then I think, I mean, Elon Musk, call him crazy. He's not crazy if he's making things happen. I don't know. <laughs> I. It just seems really hard to comprehend. And even though you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to Mars. It used to, I feel like it just used to be said, like, we will go to Mars someday. But the problem is, is there's there's actually, not the problem. The crazy thing is there's actually a, yeah. a date. And I feel like that is, I, I don't know. And it's not like it challenges 30 the years mind, in the future. Yeah, it's not like oh, it's thirty years in the future, and then you get to kind of hang around and look look forward to it, you know. And I feel like a bigger question that come from this is like, oh my goodness, we're gonna be landing on Mars. Well, who owns Mars? Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Elon's blueprints, 
It's going to start off with, you know, a couple rockets and kind of a, a central station that they'll, they'll build. Yep. And then from there, it'll build into a colony. And then from there, it'll build into a city. Yeah. Some who What country is this city le- aligned to? What, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. What's the legality of, like, is it... SpaceX is technically USA. At least that's what they got on the rockets. Right yeah, there. US company, yep. But, but you're right. With their company. So this is not even international law. This is intergalactic law. Correct. <laughs> Which probably doesn't even exist much. No. I mean, um, there, there's there's possibly something out there that, you know, like governs like the moon and stuff, I know. But this is a different planet. And yeah, how do we set up a new planet? <laughs> these, are, we? these are all challenges that we'll have to work through. <laughs> okay, Peter, let me uh, ask you this. Let's say a few years down the road... Will there be a military on them? Anyways. <laughs> against the, the crazy bug-eyed creatures that right. are... Right? Well, well, <laughs> um, a few years down the road, yeah. let's say we perfect this whole Mars launch. Um, we... Uh, establish a sizable city up there. Uh, we f- start figuring out how to make, you know, like make things uh, work well up there. Right. And your family gets an offer to go to Mars. To go to Mars on vacation or for two years. Well, yeah, two year vacation, uh, workation, or to possibly even move to Mars. What would your what would your answer be? <sighs> that's a deep sigh too. It's such a deep sigh. Because there's a part of it that's like even even though I'm beginning to realize I that's I should stop thinking that way. It's probably not gonna be like that. There's a party that thinks we'll ever get this chance again. Does that make sense? Sure. And maybe that is that is a legitimate question. I just feel like at the rate of our growth right now, when it comes to things, it'd be silly to, there's a part of me that thinks it'd be silly by the time you or I are 20 years further down the road in our 50s, that there's not going to be a ton of of now, I can't believe I'm saying this, spaceships going to and from these places. Yeah, It's just with Mars, it's a little tricky. Because it's only two every two years, yeah. So there's only ten chances in the next twenty years to go to Mars. That's true. Yeah. So take it or leave it. Um, you know, I think this brings up a whole big comment of just commerce. What in the world am I going to be doing on Mars for yeah. two years? Uh, am I going to? Can I? I mean, I work remotely right now, but can I work remotely from Mars? <laughs> That's the true definition of the word remote. <laughs> right. Where are you from? Uh, where, I, I'm, I'm a Martian. I'm, I'm in Mars. Actually, I'm in right Mars, now. actually, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so those those two moons are not the... Uh... <laughs> no, that's not a wall backdrop. That is real life. That's funny. Kidding. It's not two moons, I don't think. But No, it's not. Um, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, and so it's okay. So Elon, SpaceX has an interest to, and they're they're working on this now. Uh, they want to build basically 
um, satellites, small satellites that they send out, mm-hmm. and then these satellites cover the Earth, and they essentially beam down internet service. So that's for that, the for the Earth for the Earth. That's one of their plans. But again, it's Elon Musk, so you know there's going to be broadband on Mars. You know that's what he's going to do. Well, we we need some way to connect. Yeah, it seems like we can't the cloud, or in this case, do we stop calling it the cloud at some point in time? <laughs> it's it's the the, the it's the, the dust cloud. Yeah, it's the, galactic dust. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just I just it, pulled it down from the universe. It, what yeah? does that mean? So think like okay, we're we're kind of struggling here because things start getting blurry really quickly. really fast. Okay, what if you're born on Mars? Because uh, that that will happen someday. Okay, there there will be a, a f- the first birth on Mars, and that person will be a Martian. Now, will <laughs> will will there be a government uh, set up like? Uh, let's say this person uh, grows up and they want to come to the earth. Will we be able to let them in? Like documents, do they have, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, we'll let them in. Well, we'll, okay. I'm sure we'll let them in, but it's just one of those things that I can just see on a bigger scale, you're beginning to think, we don't want any Martians here. (laughs) I can only (laughs) see the protests already happening. But okay, like that, that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it needs to be all thought of. And, and I think I, I give credit to Elon for like providing this template of an idea. And then from there, it's like, okay, let's figure out the, let's pencil in all the details. There's a part of me that thinks to myself, what do we need to do in order to, uh, I mean, there's, there's. I feel like it's like, do you want to be part of the, the first groups, or do you want to, or do you want to be part of the like the <laughs> S, or do you want to have the S version of the <laughs> of the iPhone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let some of the kinks get ironed it's, out. It's it's like uh, it's like a galactic Oregon Trail, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Somebody dies on Mars. That will happen. I'm sure at some point. That's a good point. You know, like there's so many, there's, okay, there's the legality stuff. And again, why did they die on Mars? Yeah. Was it, was it the, was it the actual planets or was it man-made? If there's man-made, well, what is, is there a police force on Mars? Is there security on Mars? You know, I, I I would think there has to be some sort of security. Oh yeah, yeah, there probably will be. I was thinking like, this is kind of humanity's chance to, start a new civilization and do it with all the knowledge that we have now. Right. Whenever we went to like, uh, there was explorers that went to, you know, the Americas or, you know, South America or whatever, um, China, that kind of stuff. They would always start a civilization based on the stuff that they, they knew. So, you know, we, we came to America while we already had, uh, by that point we had, muskets we had right you know we 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 knew how to make roads like we didn't you know what i mean we didn't start off in huts and go to that's true uh you know go to 
build up our civilization again. We already built it up, so we just started from where we left off. So this is kind of like we have another chance of doing that. This is like the next frontier, right? Mm-hmm. And even so with the moon too, like we, okay, we have the next frontier. Let's build it how we, let, knowing what we know now, we can build it the way we want to build it. Maybe it's not going to be, I mean, it has to change because, you know, quite frankly, you can't breathe on your own on Mars. <laughs> so we have to work around that issue. Um, you know, how build, do you change a planet's atmosphere? Do you want to know Elon Musk's answer? Actually, okay. Just let me let me answer okay, this one to ahead. see if I'm right. Which, I, if I'm wrong, I'm going to feel like an idiot. But if I'm right, he wants to put he wants a nuclear bomb. The thing, <laughs> yes, is that right? Yes, just nuke the planet. Nuke the planet, um, and then within about a hundred years. That should actually make that should basically bring in enough greenhouse gases to make Mars a livable place. Wait, so how are we gonna? Oh, you mean like where we don't have to wear suits? Or something? Yeah, yeah, where you can where things can grow and like we can actually transform the the face of Mars. That's so weird. Isn't that weird? Doesn't that mean though that like you have to destroy? I, I just even there's a part of me that's like okay even i'm like maybe a little protesting the idea of nuking up yeah. planet. <laughs> that was literally the fear in the cold war yeah right yeah. yeah we could destroy ourselves many times over not saying we wit i just oh my word I, it's 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 one of a few ideas out there that not to mention how do we get the nuclear warheads off the ground into the air without hopefully doing any damage before <laughs> they leave the earth right right uh does that mean the people that live on mars now in 2022 or 2024 have to be like radiation <laughs> suited the whole time I, for I, the next hundred okay. years, okay, I'll be. Let's, dead let's just then. say this idea probably won't fly. Like okay. someone's going to say, you know what? Let's let's not nuke Mars. <laughs> as <laughs> as compelling as that sound, let's let's just not do that. Um, is, this, is this how we create the um, the Martian monsters or something like that? Yeah, right. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about this. I think um, you know, getting getting up to the moon. Okay, let's talk about that for a sec too. That you know. Getting up there and 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 actually being able to see the the full moon base, you know, in HD, and being able to like, oh, we can we can live stream from the moon, you know, that kind of stuff, and and do some do some uh, research experiments out there and kind of try to figure out how how we can use the moon or use Mars for um, you know either I don't know mining. That's kind of one of the things that they talked about or. It's, uh, you know, whatever other benefits that we can do. Um, I don't know. There's so many cool things. uh, And the way things are are set up is going to help determine how the rest of, you know, I guess the rest of the time, how how we start building up these bases, how we start building up these colonies. You know, we have to really, you have to really think further ahead than, than you think you would because, again, every two years is the only time we, well, you can go to Mars. So, 
what happens if you start running out of food? I mean, well, you, you yeah, can, then, you know, like that kind of stuff. You got to. Secondly, what if every two years that shuttle, especially in the beginning stages, has a malfunction or does not make it? Yeah. What is the implications of that? That's very interesting. Ah. Uh, you know, sometimes I love these episodes where it's like, it's just so mind-bending to just even talk about it and have a, try to have a conversation about something is. that is so beyond the norm. Which is why you got to love Elon Musk. Yeah. It's just so beyond the norm. He, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the... <laughs> this the is last probably, detail that he announced? The last detail, which is kind of like a two-minute... Like, whoa, that could really start <laughs> tweaking our current world. Okay. Okay, you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. All yeah. right. So if we can, as you would say, if we can have a uh, ship, for all intents and purposes, rocket, whatever, that reaches ICBM. Mars, ICPM, or the moon, why couldn't we have one that just flies to different areas of the current world we live on? Earth, I'm speaking about at this point in time. This is incredible. We can get from New York to Shanghai in 39 minutes. 39 minutes. That's longer takes, than it takes me to, to get to the airport and, and check in. Right. There. That's for sure. Um, it would be... 40... Yeah, it's, I think it's 45 minutes. Is that right? From Sioux Falls to Minneapolis? Yeah, about a flight, yeah. About yep. a flight? Yep. And that's, if it wasn't, that's about four hours of driving time. Yeah. To go 45 minutes. And a plane. And a plane. Yep. But this time we're talking about <laughs> literally putting the, the boosters on. Going. <laughs> Going into low Earth orbit. <laughs> and just zipping. Yeah. So. It's possible. And that's, I honestly feel like that's going to be the first part step in this all. So you said, what What did this do? What did this immediately all of a sudden like change in the world? Or at least put on alert. Notice. Do you remember this? Remind me. If you're Boeing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're a plane manufacturer, you're looking at Uber happening in front of your eyes. Mm -hmm. If you were a taxi driver, kind mm -hmm. of a little bit. It's not to say that planes won't exist, that plane travel won't happen. But you are watching... I mean, if this if this thing can fly to the Mars in 2022, this is going to happen fast. Yeah. Where all of a sudden you can be able to travel to other con countries quickly. Yeah. The idea here is this this BFR uh, rocket, and then we'll share the videos on on the notes. But basically, the video is just this nice. It's just like this idyllic world. You know, you you're in New York. You uh, you get on a little ferry and you take a. Take a ferry ride to this 
floating floating thing in the middle of the the, the ocean, um, kind of by New York in the bay. You get in this. You get in the rocket. Oh my word! Yeah. Okay. I right? put, just put two and two together. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. You get in the rocket. The rocket takes off from New York City. <laughs> it flies into space. Okay, so you're flying into low Earth orbit, and you, and then, and then it. Be, so again, going off of Peter's earlier thing is is SpaceX has perfected the the landing capabilities of their rockets. So the BFR would then take you in space. You'd have a short thirty minute. You know, maybe maybe weightless flight in there. I think, right? Because you're in. Oh you're man! In space. What? And and you have an maybe, maybe you have an option. Maybe there's a a, a room where you're weightless or a pod that you're weightless in, and there's an option where you're like strapped it. You know, I don't know. And then within after thirty minutes, uh, you start the descent down to Earth, and basically, it lands on a similar platform and a pad in Shanghai or Hong Kong or Tokyo or whatever. And it's all done flawlessly, seamlessly. Nobody gets hurt. Done. Business person walks out. Here's my, here's my Shanghai meeting. Uh, couple questions there i I don't know to me okay i'm gonna play a little bit of a skeptic here how do you get people to trust the system enough and the point is like how do you get them from yeah okay I, i i understand the you know getting in the rocket and then flying into space part it's the landing part that i'm i'm really concerned about you're landing vertically. You're landing ver yeah, you're landing vertically and then it's like so the, there's g forces in there that you know you just your body can't handle well if you're not a trained astronaut, you know? I don't know. At least that we know of. I mean the, the well, it's it's the, it, to me it's like taking a 20 ounce bottle and dropping it and landing it. <laughs> and then all the, the likelihood of that actually it down, yeah. landing perfectly is so low that that's the, that's the mentality you have to come overcome because you look at these rockets and that's what it looks like. It looks like this tall cylinder. Thing. Yeah. So look, speaking, okay, let's talk about the rocket itself. So the Saturn V rocket is the world's largest rocket. This rocket would be uh, lengthwise or heightwise almost as tall as the Saturn V. But in terms of capabilities, this would be the the most powerful rocket ever built. And so, and they're going to be dumping, they're literally, they stop, they're going to, they're going to devote full-time research and development into this rocket going forward. So it's going to happen. It, it really is. I, I, I know. Well, and I think just... they're trying to, so, so they were saying like, well, let's, you know, this, you know, uh, earth to earth travel would potentially be, you know, cost effective. It would be something like, Maybe having you know what what a business class flight from New York to Shanghai would cost. Maybe it's a couple grand. Let's just say that, right? So this is the my Boeing comment was like, okay, Boeing is building these beautiful, awesome, you know, seven eighty seven Dreamliners. 
now they got a challenger from a space company that uh, that can do it in in record time. Right. Who's going to want to fly in a seven eighty seven? And your tickets alone could cost you two thousand dollars in some cases to travel to another continent. Yeah. Through the plane system, flight system. Yeah, and I mean, like this is not like we're not going to fly from Sioux Falls to Minneapolis in this BFR because that's just that's impractical. That's a good point. But you're going to fly from Seattle to Sydney, right? Yeah, that's a long flight. Or Seattle to uh, sixteen hours, something like that. Yeah, it's a long flight. And then, or like let's say Seattle or LA to uh, Honolulu. Not to that, mention cargo is not an issue here. Yeah, this just this also could change the cargo game too. You know, imagine shipping. You know, okay, iPhones, right? They they build a lot of them in China. They're all built in China. Now they have to wait. Uh, they have to fly huge oh, parcels of of iPhones, they, and and so this this takes time, right? They have to plan for this. Well, what if they had a few more days to build more iPhones? They could pack them in these BFRs and literally they're there and they're there at the at the port in 30 minutes. I mean this could be a, a continuous like like this could change logistical shipping like like we can't even imagine. UPS is going to be down on that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like the you know, I don't know. <laughs> and I just I said okay. Our little phrase of our podcast and what this means for the future. Yeah. I don't even... It's so hard for me. It, it, this is kind of a struggle, isn't it? To really have a clear idea of what this... It means everything has changed. Uh, you and I talked about that it will change travel. Yeah. Just overall. Um, And quite frankly... I don't know if Elon really completely intended this. Maybe he did. I thought he just wanted to go to the moon, right? Okay, that makes sense to me. Do you think somebody... Would you realize everything that Elon is doing that you and I seem to really be interested in <laughs> is around transportation? Yeah, yeah. And making it complete... Trying to make it as fast and effortless as possible. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what he's doing. It's... Hey, you get off the plane, and quite frankly, that little fairy thing that's in the movie as well, that looked a little bit kind of unique as well, I'm going to be honest. Uh, the, the fairy thing? The fairy that takes you, takes you to the rocket oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. video. Oh, yeah. I was looking at that thing, and I'm thinking, is this going to be some sort of insane like electric boat he probably or something be, yeah. like that? Totally. Um, uh, anyways, it's a trivial detail, but nonetheless, it's it's... It's just all this transportation stuff. It's just, I mean, I don't know. Are we just going to be in our automa automatic driving vehicles going to the tubes to get to the rocket to fly to the... <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to tie everything oh. together, Peter. <laughs> to go to Mars. Yeah. Um, we we talked about this uh in our chat yesterday, but it's not fair what Elon Musk is doing. Right. So, and what I mean by that is, um, you've, you've played age of empires, right? Oh yeah. 
it's an awesome game. It's a it's a game where you basically build a civilization and you um as you get more points, you can then move your civilization from like the stone age to the iron age to the bronze age to, you know, and you you basically move your civilization up and up and up and improve things and improve technology as you're playing the game. Right. If we get this plan, if we get um, the Elon's idea for Mars, um, the moon base, that sets the U.S. further than basically every country to this point, I would, I would argue. And to me, that's like che- that's like cheating in Age of Empires. That's like you having <laughs> the modern civilization while the while the guy or gal that you're playing against is still in the Stone Age. True, you know. Um, I you know what? As we're talking about this, I actually think that there will have to eventually there will be a military base on there for sure. And here's the reason why: on the moon or Mars um, or both? Because well, Okay, we don't know who's going to be a part of that first group mm-hmm. or all the dimensions, what this means to like who owns Mars, who owns the moon. Those will be discussions that will definitely be coming up. Keep in mind, though, regardless if we don't have spaceships to take people to the moon currently, I guarantee, I'm pretty sure about this, there are countries who can send a rocket to the moon. That's true. So you actually end up having to... Can the moon can the moon base be held hostage? <laughs> I don't know why you would I don't know why that would be a smart idea. I know. I'm just saying I'm just saying though, the ability to strike a moon base is wow, we're getting into some weird stuff. Well, because now. okay, the like the population will be on theoretical, be on theoretical. Eh? The population of that country lives on the earth. So why would we strike that the the moon base? We can just strike that, that nation here. I don't know. <laughs> I, okay, it's this a, episode it's is a scorched world policy. We are we are called Future Break. This yes. is literally the future in in Future Break. Yeah, this is trying to. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and say that I think the the plan that he has, you know, Mars by 2022, is too optimistic. I don't think it's gonna make it that. You don't think so? No. Because this rocket is just a concept right now. And I know that they've been probably thinking about it, starting to kind of plan for it. But it takes a long time to test it, to make, you know, like this is the Falcon 9, their current vehicle. That's been tested for years. They've perfected it. Now, granted, they will take a lot of the tech, they a lot of the stuff they learned on Falcon 9. Right. And they'll apply it into, you know, the BFR, <laughs> right? But still, you gotta you gotta land a few times to make sure that it it actually is <laughs> is working. You gotta go out in space a few times. You gotta dock with the space station a few times. You know, I don't know. Twenty twenty two, in my opinion, is a stretch. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. Twenty twenty four is is probably like I would not be surprised. There's a part of me that thinks like it's going to happen faster than you or that I even think. I honestly think it would not even shock me that, okay, it would shock me a little bit just because it's still a spaceship. But if in 2020, it's like 
found some ways to speed things up really fast. Yeah. We're going to 3D it's print ready. all of our material. It's ready to start testing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'll quite take Okay, this is my is challenge anyways. to Elon. That's the challenge. Is uh, let, let's hey. let's get it out there by 2022. Like, I'll buy hey, I'll Elon. buy you lunch. I'll buy you lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you lunch. I, I, you know what? You, sometimes you I think, choose okay. whatever soda you want from the local cafeteria. Sometimes I think that somebody's just provoking him on Twitter saying, hey, I bet you can't land on Mars in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Elon's like... <laughs> Let me show you, friend. <laughs> I don't know. He's inc- it's if you yeah if you if you watch well if we'll we'll probably put a link to the actual video that we watched too. Yeah, and we'll probably he's put it on Facebook. Incredible. As well. It's true. He's incredibly smart, and he's he's using terms that, um, quite frankly, I even had to research a little bit. So yeah. Um, well, we're going to the moon. We're, we're looking up. We're and looking up, down. Peter. Uh, I've. One of my favorite Coldplay songs is actually called Moving to Mars. You've heard that song, right? I'm sure. I have, but it's been a long time. It's We should listen to that song. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we're we looking forward to this. Um, as you guys know, the more, the more stuff we learn, the more stuff we'll probably share. So I'm sure we'll do a follow-up episode. And someday, Peter... I hope somebody listens to this episode of Future Break on Mars or on the moon. That would be incredible. <laughs> I'll just take if they listen to her show at all on Mars. I'll That's take right. that. Yeah. Go back <laughs> to this. Go back to one. Hey, even though our minds were trying to understand it, we were rooting for you in the end. Totally. So here's to you, future. Future Martians. Martians. Well, Thanks again for checking out Future Break, everyone. Um, glad that you're with us in this um, this bi-weekly journey. Uh, we, we always have fun. We really do. You can check us out on futurebreak.net. Uh, we're also on f- Twitter at futurebreakpod, P-O-D, uh, and also Facebook. Where else can you find us, Peter? Yes. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can also go to our website and we're still working on this we admit but we recommend you sign up for our email yep because it will happen we're going to be dropping something that's going to be really of value totally um one quick shout out i want to give actually uh one of our friends has a new podcast and we are in love it's called girl in space (laughs) it's it's perfect timing right uh, Sarah Ray Warner has an amazing podcast out there, and it's a it's a sci-fi uh, novel, basically a sci-fi sci-fi story. With it's just interactive. I listened to the last episode uh, yesterday, and it's it's getting really good. It is. It's getting I, really my good. My wife listened to it the other day. Yes. Shout out to Sarah. Yeah, um, check out Girl in Space um, on your favorite podcast provider too. It's been blowing up. Like she's been getting tons of. Tons of subscribers, so that's that's always happy and good to it's hear. It's not that. just us; it's actually other people, right? So, yes. <laughs> yep. But again, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you guys have a great day, and then find your next favorite podcast at thepodglomerate.com as well. We are part of that group, and there's there's some amazing shows there, and uh, some more stuff coming out soon too. So more to come. Yeah. All right, everybody, take care. Have a magical day.